So today I have got Chris Moss joining me from Oversubscribed. Thank you so much for being with me, Chris. Hi, hi. And today we're going to be talking about how to help entrepreneurs raise their profile online. And Chris is going to be giving some hints and tips on that. So I'm really excited uh, to be joined today. And Chris, can we just start off by giving people a little bit of a background on you, kind of what your journey's been and where you're at now? Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for having me. So the journey so far is I started my first company around about 10 years ago, and it's all been on the online digital space. So we had a content platform where we drove half a million users a month onto that platform and then connected those with international brands. So my background's very much always been in digital and uh, yeah, that online connectivity. Yeah. And then in the last three years, we started a company called Oversubscribed, which is where my focus is currently. And Oversubscribed helps entrepreneurs raise their profile online. Excellent. And so Oversubscribed then, what was the reason for starting that? Because obviously you already had a business that was doing well, you know, from what you're saying. Yeah. And so what? why start Oversubscribed? What was the reason behind that? So historically, um, a lot of my focus was working with large corporates, marketing directors to help um, sell more pizzas or what, whatever it might be um, yeah. that, that we did for those. And a huge passion of mine has always been entrepreneurship, personal development. I love reading, as you can probably tell by the sort of my uh, background. <laughs> All the books. <laughs> um, uh, I'm dyslexic, so I'm not very good at reading, but I uh, absolutely love it. Um, so. Yeah. And then I saw sort of an opportunity. I became part of a property network called Property Entrepreneur. And that network, there's some really impressive people part of it. But because social media perhaps wasn't something they grew up with, something that doesn't come natural to them, I sort of spotted this opportunity of I can take my understanding and knowledge of, of how to get awareness online and, and then this group of very impressive people that had all this knowledge but if you were to search them online you'd have no idea how impressive they were so um so yeah that's sort of where the idea came from a passion I suppose for sharing knowledge and personal development um yeah coupled with sort of a market opportunity that I thought yeah really fit excellent and so you mentioned the property stuff there so is that kind of purely what you're doing sort of property entrepreneurs or are you sort of niching with that but you're also helping any entrepreneurs yeah so our core niche to start with was property entrepreneurs and that's where the majority of our client base is mm -hmm. however there are some clients that we have in the mix that um were sort of introduced through that that sort of way they may have a property business or they have interests in property but actually they, they they're now clients where we help them raise their profile online in other other areas so yeah brilliant I think it's really interesting as well because you know my, my audience know that I've very much built my businesses online my brand everything you know um it's I've done webinars on it and you know I go on about it all the time and I'm an accountant which is notoriously kind of a <laughs> Um, more boring, you know, uh, industry. So it's interesting that you talk about kind of these people that have done really, really well through property, because I see a similarity with accountants, you know, certainly historically accountants building fantastic firms and, and doing great things, but no one would find them. So it was very much an old fashioned kind of referral type 
network sure. or they knew people or they were in with the banks or they were in with people, you know, and, and they had those relationships. So, you know, it do you find it difficult with these people that are more set in their ways to kind of get them out of their comfort zone and, and teach them the kind of newer way of, of building their brand? A lot of our clients or, or sort of people in, I guess, all industries will see other people online that are perhaps nowhere near as experienced or as impressive and aren't, haven't got all that knowledge, but because they know how to connect well online, they're winning all the clients, they're getting paid more than other people are getting paid, but their margins are better. Like they, they're just, yeah. So a lot of our clients historically are, are, like, are seeing this activity go on. They're seeing yeah. that person who's 15 years younger and at, at like, like winning contracts and, and sort of making partnerships, raising finance online. Yeah. So, so, so they're very much already convinced that, okay, this is where I need to go. Like they, they know that's the case. And we talk a lot about being a creator, not a consumer. So sort of putting content out there. Um, so, so yeah, we, we don't sort of struggle with it because they're so bought into this. They, they understand the benefits before they come on as a client. And we have an application process so that we make sure, yeah, we, we take on the right clients that are sort of dedicated to, yeah, to raising their profile. Yeah. And what would you say to people so you know a lot of entrepreneurs are going to be watching this and you know they're going to be a lot of people that they don't necessarily have the confidence you know they they understand it's that it's maybe the right thing to do but they just don't necessarily have that confidence to just go yeah do you know what I'm going to get out of my comfort zone and I'm going to build my profile online or I'm going to go to someone like like you and your company to help them because they just feel it's just not them. They might be very entrepreneurial in their business mind, but yeah, not, yeah. they can't necessarily get over that sort of lack of confidence. What would you say to them? Yeah, so it's like it's like everything. Like, I, I think the same when I see our clients and they're building out like 57 flats from a, yeah, from a, like a, an old factory or whatever it might be. And I'm thinking, how do you do that? Like, how do you go about doing that? But they've obviously just got the knowledge and the experience and they just started and I think it's exactly the same and that's what I try and get across to potential clients or clients is that it's it is no different than every other skill it's just you've just got to start and sort of get going second to that is with all of our clients we we put together a like a full strategy a content calendar so that it sort of removes that sort of what to post when to post where to post how to post all those sort of barriers that may have stopped them historically, we yeah. remove them. So then it's purely what is the message as opposed to sort of like all that other sort of all the low value stuff we take away from them. So yeah, yeah for, for one of our clients who has a uh, podcast, he literally sits down, presses a button. There's three cameras that sort of all activate. He does the high value bit that we cannot replicate. Yeah. And then after that point, it comes it comes over to our team and he hasn't got to do anything else whereas I think it's all those other bits that can be that barrier and um, yeah quite often yeah no you're absolutely right I think you know because I have it often people ask me you know oh I just I want to sort of do what you're doing for my business I want to I you know I coach people and they they ask me how how do I do this and it's like you're right you've just got to start you know, like it's, yeah. you know, I think James Ashford, um, he, he always says version one is better than version none. And it's like, yes. don't, 
don't make these barriers in your way, you know, just, just do it. Cause you're not going to be great. If the first stuff you do is not probably not going to be great, but you, <laughs> you learn, don't you? And you, you know, it's like Absolutely. me with YouTube, you know, I had no subscribers on YouTube. I had no videos, I had no channel and, you know, it was a passion and something I really wanted to do. And, you know, now I've got a um, amazing sponsor and, you know, I'm like this mental that someone, you know, a really amazing company is sponsoring my channel, but yeah, it's because yeah. I just dedicated myself to it. And I think if other people kind of, like you say, if other people start and you take away all those bits that they don't want to do, they don't have the time to do, and they don't know what to do. If you take all those bits away, then they really um, can focus on, on, like you say, the, the high value stuff and what they know is in their mind. Yeah. And they can just do that side of it. That's great. So on that note, <laughs> for entrepreneurs that are going to be watching this uh, podcast, what would you say is the kind of first steps? So uh, someone's out there going, I really want to do this, but I just genuinely don't know where to start. Obviously come to you <laughs> to use your services, but some hints and tips of how they can, you know, get going. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, so the first thing that I think is the most important is sort of, we talk about it all the time as like own your space. So like, what is that niche? What is that space that they want to be known for? I think before sort of kicking off any content, any, any strategy, it's like, what, what is it that you want to be known for? So when someone thinks of, of me, I want them to think of an entrepreneur who helps other entrepreneurs raise their profile online. So like, and, and all my content can then be tailored around that. Um, where I see sometimes it going wrong is where people are pushing a lot of content out online, but there's no real consistency to it. So yes. they might be talking about property developments one day, then something finance related, then all these different things. And there's places for all different types of content in a content calendar. But yeah, I think that's the first place is like, what is it? What's that space? What's that niche that you want to become known for? Is, is the first place to start yeah second to that is then putting together a content calendar so so we have a product that's called content calendar and that basically is like what days what you're going to post but not so much exactly what you're going to post but what's the structure to it so yeah. we have different post types things like uh, one of them we call walk the talk and basically what it is is showcasing your audience like what you're actually doing so for our clients they're building out developments so they might talk a lot about commercial property they might talk a lot about their strategies and stuff but walk the talk is a particular post type that allows them to show their own look I'm, I'm actually doing what I'm saying you should do um, yeah. so yeah so then building out a content calendar is the second part I would yeah that's that's the strategy we follow and how do you keep people accountable you know like how how it yeah. is because I think it's it's a bit like with my coaching clients you you can tell people what to do you can lead a horse to water so how do you make sure that they do actually follow through with it or is it kind of a bit more like this is what you need to do to get results and up to them if they do it sort of thing yeah no so we um yeah no great great question and you've like really highlighted an issue that we sort of found quite early on yeah and that we sort of put a loads of things in place now to sort of support our clients but in terms of someone else doing it I think yeah I'll tell you how we I'll tell you how I would do it if 
Hello. Welcome working with us. And yeah. then I'll tell you what we do as, as well. So yeah. if, if, um, if someone isn't a client of ours, then what I would recommend is that they have one hour that they put in their diary each week. That's like a non-negotiable, can't be moved. Tell that like, if they have uh, team members, PAs, like do not book anything over this. It can't be moved. Tell the team, can't do anything. And that's their like content hour. Yeah. Um, and within that, they actually do that content creation, ideally the highest value part of it, the ideas, the structure, whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, and then hopefully they have a team or someone they can pass that sort of over to. So one is like making sure you that's non-negotiable because, yeah, I, as you'll probably appreciate, you can urgent things happen. Things go wrong in your business, especially with our clients where they've got like really yeah they've got huge developments going on like yeah there's problems yeah. <laughs> um, that come up so like their content can easily be that thing on the to-do list that gets pushed to the week after then the week after and it yeah. never happens yeah. so I think that, that's the first one is is that and then the second one is just getting accountable so whether that's a team member who's waiting for content from you whatever that looks like make sure there's someone next on the process that if you don't do it you're sort of letting them down as opposed yes. to like everyone will let themselves down no problem but you don't really want to let a team member down or someone else. So, yeah, so that's what I would do if you weren't working with us. Mm -hmm. And then if you were working with us, so we, each of our clients have a personal content manager and it's basically that person who holds them accountable. Once they've done that one hour high value slot, what they produce in that hour, which follows the structure we give them, then goes to their personal content manager who then takes over and does like everything else. Um, yeah. And obviously they're paying for the service and no one wants to pay for something and not, and not use it <laughs> no that's very true but then how many people pay for gym memberships and don't go <laughs> this is this is true this is true i'm obviously not one of those people <laughs> no that's that I was love the one that. that fell off my to-do list last week <laughs> yeah. yeah it's definitely one of the first ones to go when i'm too busy um that's really interesting what you've said there about i love that you everyone will let themselves down but you won't let someone else down i, I really love that um that's got me thinking about how I can use that. Thank you. Um, but that's so true because, you know, I have that situation, you know, I have a great team around me and that is why I'm able to have a YouTube channel and, you know, put all these videos out and do those kind of things because, you know, I will say, right, I want to put at least two videos a week out on YouTube. That is kind of a, a bare minimum, whatever that's going to be. That'll be a mixture of, you know, my funny videos, my more serious videos, my reviews, my podcast, like everything. But if I don't make the time to do that, you know, Luke will be like, but you want, you want two videos out a week. So we need to make sure we've got enough because I need time to edit them and they've got a bit. And I'm like, oh yeah, we do. I <laughs> just I'm like, yes, we need to take time to do those. So it's it's really true, actually. And I, I like that a lot. That's that's really got me thinking. Good. So excellent. So then we've got this content calendar, you know, or the people have got the structure in place and you're taking all those bits away and they're going to do the kind of high value stuff. So in terms of time scale, then what do you because I get people ask me a lot and I'm like, it won't happen overnight. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I've been doing this every single day for six years and I'm still feel like I'm very early on in terms of what I'm capable of achieving. But initially I did Facebook and then that kind of fell off a cliff. And then I moved over to LinkedIn that did really well. Now I've moved over to YouTube and I kind of, I go wherever my audience is <laughs> going to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know, it doesn't happen overnight. So how, what do you advise people in terms of timescales? Yeah. So, so the, the one that we talk about a lot is that, 
like you need to start building a profile at least two years before you actually need your profile. Yeah. Um, so yeah, start sort of figuring stuff out, start, yeah, start working. And then that like over a two year period, you should be able to get enough traction for it to be sort of useful. Mm-hmm. However, the sort of caveat to that is that I actually think even day one or week one, putting content out is hugely valuable for, a, for two reasons. One is that you start to clarify your message more, your sort of what you're talking about. It starts to like, yeah, you, you just start to sh- have an instant shift in mindset that when you're doing things, you're thinking content, you're thinking creation. So that instant mindset shift. But then the second part is that everyone goes online to verify people, especially in industries like property, where it's quite like partnership based, joint venture based. Yeah. Um, and like one new connection can be like one of our clients raised £500,000 just through social media over a six week period, um. just by showcasing what they were doing. It wasn't sort of like, hugely um the content that was being put out was literally documenting a development that they were doing um and then when they put a message out sort of after the end of that document it's basically saying that if you want to get involved in our next uh, partnership this is what it looks like um yeah, so but all of those people instantly straight away you don't have to wait two years like people will be googling you people will be searching you online like someone will mention you they'll get google they might go to a networking event yeah and and yeah, what you want is that, so we talk a lot about is when you go, when someone searches you online and they find you, what do they take away? And you want to sort of, perception is reality. You want to control that narrative as opposed to like, a, yeah, like your Facebook page that's got you and your friend from 10 years ago down the pub or <laughs> something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's great. Um, And what platforms do you recommend entrepreneurs and you know yes okay the clients you're working with but entrepreneurs in general what do you recommend they use because there's so many platforms out there like I don't use Twitter I mean I have a Twitter account I don't really use it um it's not where my target audience is so so what do you recommend to people yeah so it depends for for us we look at the client and we think so who is it that they're trying to connect with like you said you follow your audience like and you've changed from these platforms and that's exactly what we sort of that's what we would look at for each client so like tiktok and yeah. instagram reels as you'll know at the moment sort of like the organic reach you can get on those is huge yeah. um, but equally if you're looking to connect with investors um that yeah, that are perhaps a little bit older, then maybe TikTok isn't the place to be. You, there's an argument that you might want to start building a profile up on there, depending on the sort of resource and the time and all the rest of it. But yeah, generally we'll go sort of where is that key client? There's people you want to connect with and then, yeah, build build around that. One that's sort of for our, for a lot of property entrepreneurs, Facebook has quite a hub. Um Prior to working within sort of the property industry, it was quite alien to me. Like Facebook, I thought was like a personal thing. Yeah. Um, whereas actually within property, there's loads of groups. There's lo- like everyone because of the sort of age range as well, generally speaking, is, is a good place for a lot of our clients. Um, but equally, LinkedIn, Instagram and Facebook are sort of the key key ones for our audience. But equally, yeah, obviously the organic reach and growth that you can get on TikTok is is yeah, it's huge. Yeah. And YouTube. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. I think whatever you're going to do, it's consistency. You know, there's yeah. no point, and I say this to people all the time, like 
you know, they'll say, oh, Facebook doesn't really work for me. I'm like, we posted once in the last five years. Like what, you know, you You know, and with me, it's like, if I'm doing something, I'm I'm consistent with it. You know, I was very, very consistent with Facebook and my business is great from that. And then I was very consistent with LinkedIn and I still am. And I do really well from that. And I'm, I am now very consistent with YouTube and I'll do well out of that because if you give something your attention and, and effort, you will reap the rewards of it, won't you? Um, and it's yeah, great yeah. that you've said about the two-year thing as well, just, just touching back on that, because, you know, I talk to people and I'm like, if you've not done it and you're literally going to start afresh, it's going to be a long time, you know, like not not necessarily, you know, you, you might get an inquiry, you might get a few inquiries and, and you might start doing well, well really quickly out of it. But I think realistic expectations are you're in it for the long haul. You know, it's it's the long game. It's not a, an overnight thing. And, you know, I say to people all the time, I was posting every single day on Facebook, pictures, videos, just text, whatever, every single day when I had like 30 followers, you know, yeah. but I was there like, hi, you know, every day. And and that's, people don't see that. They just see that, oh, I've got a lot of followers now on LinkedIn or whatever. They don't see like what I, the years <laughs> building that up. Yeah, yeah, so, um, absolutely. It's consistency, yeah, it's, it's, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think like one of my mentors told me ages ago and it was about something totally different, but I thought like there's such a good parallel with consistency beats clever. Um, and, and that's definitely the case with with all social channels. Obviously, you have to have the right tactics and, and over time they'll develop. But like if you haven't got that consistency, you've got no way of figuring those out. Or if you already know them, it doesn't matter because if you're not consistent, they won't work. So it's yeah, totally. Yeah, totally agree. Consistency is is everything. Also, you go through that sort of like you can't skip the gears. You have to go through that sort of like figuring your message out, what's landing well, what's not. Yeah. And that's a that is a long, a long process as yeah, as you know. <laughs> yeah, it is absolutely. And, and you're right, it does beat clever and it, it beats most things because you know, you like you you have nothing to compare it to. You're not gonna build that um kind of following, if you like, or or you know, the attention that you want from being on social media because that's the whole point of being on there is to get attention to your business or your venture or whatever it is you're doing you're not going to build that by just posting once every now and then because people they kind of buy into you when you're online or you want people to buy into you and that's a kind of a longer thing you are building relationships with people they may not be in the normal sense of building them or like how things used to be done face to face they're a digital relationship you're still building them and you yeah, know that yeah. can't that can't be done without consistency so you know absolutely you're right whatever you're doing do it consistently for a couple of years I say <laughs> to the coaching clients I'm like right do this do this do this I'm teaching them how to use LinkedIn I'm like come back to me in six months and let me know what's going on you know and they're like oh six months I'm like yeah like that's a really short time frame but come back to me in six <laughs> months and let me know you know because until then we've we've there's no point if you're not prepared to at least invest that amount of time, you know, or come back to me in a year and let me know if you've made any relationships, if you've had any inquiries, if you've got any clients, you know, from it, let me know. So yeah, that's really, really important. Okay. So how do people stand out? If, if everybody's doing this, (laughs) if every entrepreneur that's coming to you has got properties and is going, yeah, I want, how are they going to stand out from the crowd? Because you're going to have, not necessarily yeah. you're not going to saturate the market but i'm sure but you know they're going to go well i don't want to be the same as that person and that person that person are all doing the same thing like what how do they stand out and make themselves different 
Yeah, so I think the reality is that most people won't do this. Um, so, yeah, the, the majority of people, certainly, yeah, there's a lot of people in the property industry and 99.9% .9 of them, yeah, won't do this. They won't, yeah, they won't know about me. They won't, like, they just won't do it. Yeah. Um, however, for the clients that we do know and say they refer someone who's who's close to them and they're in the same network, the, the main thing really is is just that niche, like what is your niche? So. Right. Yeah. And then that's the bit where they stand out. So what we don't have um, currently is any client that's like exactly the same thing. Like we don't have one that's like trying to be the HMO specialist in Manchester, for example, if that was their niche. Like right. we don't have two of those. Um, okay. And the, the, yeah. So, so we don't we haven't sort of tried to achieve that. But yeah, most companies, most people have a different angle or they have a niche or if they don't, once they've sort of gone through our onboarding process, they've really nailed that down. Um, and yeah, there isn't sort of a variation. So that's in terms of sort of like their message and their key message. And then in terms of how it's presented and sort of how we get attention, just because of that content that we get from them, it, it's just working out that it is different. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's great. And I think that's important because even in my industry, when I started doing videos like four or five years ago, there weren't any accountants putting out kind of entertaining accounting and tax videos. It just weren't. Well, not that I'd ever yeah. seen and I was on social media all the time. I just it just wasn't a thing. And now there's quite a lot of accountants doing it. Um, but it's fine. There's there's room for all of us, because like you say, most people are absolutely not doing it. Most accountants are not even online, let alone doing video marketing. So, you know. I think there's something crazy like 1% of LinkedIn users actually post or something <laughs> like, yeah, and that's yeah. just crazy. Yeah. It's crazy to think that. Um, no, that's great. And that's been so super useful. I think there's been so many little nuggets in there of, of information for people watching. Um, how can people get hold of you, Chris, if they want to know more about I've subscribed or how you could potentially help them uh, with their entrepreneur journey? Where's the best place to find you? Yes, yeah, so the easiest one is Christopher-Moss.com. And then from there, you can find all my social channels and ways to contact me. Perfect. And we will put all of your contact details in the uh, description on this uh, YouTube video. So anybody watching, have a look in the description if you want to get a hold of Chris. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really, really grateful. I've actually feel like I've learned some stuff from talking to you um so it's been it's been brilliant um yeah so thank you so much chris awesome thank you it's been a pleasure yeah really enjoyed it thank you no worries and thanks everybody for watching this episode of my podcast and uh we will be on to the next one soon <laughs>